0: How are you is a new podcast brought to you by pedestrian and kids helpline talking all things youth mental health kids helpline is australia's only free confidential 24 7 online and phone counseling service for children and young people up to 25
1: hello and welcome to episode 3 of how are you I'm Marty Smiley, your host. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about your finances and all the anxiety that exists around money, bills, and financial trouble. Sure, money chat can be boring, but let me tell you, this is going to be far from that. And as always, before we meet our guest for today, we put the question to you on the streets. We stopped some pedestrians and asked, how often do you get stressed about money? Quite often, yeah. Trying to keep to the budget every
0: week is kind of hard, but...
1: Of course, I always want more, so you know. Uh, So at the moment, pretty stressed, but normally not too bad. I sort of know where I'm at. Um, Even though I'm spending it, I know where I'm at. Why? Well, um, I would like to say that, you know, because I moved away from home like five years ago and I moved here a year ago, because I only work part-time, so it's hard for me to like, keep money for rent and, you know, keep money for food and everything. But I somehow managed because I I learned to save money really early in life. Um, I guess just planning, planning in advance, you know, like if you get obviously if you get paid monthly or if you get paid weekly, you always have to put in a good plan um, and finding the time to actually um, prioritise your planning is always important. Would you say you're doing something now that will improve your finances in the future? Oh, probably use Excel to like, organize a few things but it's just very hard to do at the end of the day when you're tired you just like just want to chill um no definitely not um i do try and think about doing stuff like that but ends up just getting blown into nothing well for now i'm just studying so i would say i'm trying to study and do well in life to get my master's degree so i hope i can do something where, where i can get more money and you know, be happy. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, every year you want to improve on what you did last year, you know, so you always set yourself goals, financial goals. Yeah, so I just, like, kind of save a regular pot of money um, every paycheck and try and keep that going. So got a bit got a bit of a fun to fall back on if need be. All right, now it is time for the check-in. My guest today is Maggie O'Neill who is the head of marketing at an investment company. Now, the reason why I want to talk to Maggie is she's done something that not a lot of 23-year-olds have. She's bought a house. But what I really want to talk to her about is how she makes smart money decisions. Welcome to the show, Maggie O'Neill.
0: Thanks, thanks for having me.
1: No sweat. Um, hey, so one part of your job is to cut through the financial jargon can you, in layman terms, just sum up what you actually do?
0: I mean, I think that pretty much sums it up. I, uh, okay. we work, I work at a listed investment company. We invest in stocks and part of my role is to c- communicate to our investors what's going on in the portfolio, what's happened that week, what's happening with their money. Because at the end of the day, we manage their money on their behalf and so they need to be informed to know what's going on. But I'm an investor. I'm an everyday person that doesn't really understand stuff, so I write with that in mind. You know, we I work with our investment team to basically break it all down and make it everyday language.
1: So, as millennials, you know, we've seen the research, we've seen the studies, and a lot of them have revealed that we could be the first generation that's worse off than our parents. Mm -hmm. We've got rising rent prices, rising house prices. Mm. We've got kind of in our jobs, we're doing more roles, but our wages have stayed the same Mm -hmm. when you hear about all that how do you not get real doom and gloom about your money
0: well it's scary and i think naturally you are doom and gloom you know and i look at that and i get a bit worried you're like what's going on and are the people making all the decisions making the best decisions for us and
1: is the best thing we can do now just burn it (laughs) should we get it should we put it all together under the
0: bed (laughs) just pile
1: it up and light it on fire yeah well is that a good investment strategy
0: look i suggest not but (laughs) you know short term worry i tell you not everyone escapes it so uh i think um there's no denying the fact that we are probably one of the worst generations off like based on all the stats you just said Mm. you know house prices have gone up like like that our wage is kind of like this so the affordability is just decreased significantly but i mean i'm sort of of a firm fact that like you can't be playing the blame game Mm -hmm. so that is the hand we've been dealt it's sort of our reality so let's make that work for us um one of the positives i think that people are overlooking like We are actually the first generation to have the full benefits of superannuation, and that's a massive tick. Now, none of us are thinking about that here and now, because that's for when we're 60 and grade head, right? But that is actually a massive plus that no one's really talking about. Um, So I think that that's one one thing that we've got right for our generation that the boomers have set up for us.
1: (laughs) happily give a, you that it's a boring still topic to but convinced. it's still true <laughs> um
0: but i also think like property i mean yes it's a great investment and yes if you do it well you can make a lot of money and i think that that is kind of the biggest um, asset that most australians own and i think if you bought 20 30 years ago i mean you've been very well off and it's you know there's a lot of benefits to it but i think attitudes are changing and i'm not sure everyone's striving to own a house like do we need a house to own now like we're sort of part of the sharing economy that You know there's ubers there's airbnb everyone's sort of sharing different things we share our jobs you know there's a lot of job share going on and do we need to own a house you know could we get exposure to the benefits of those assets through investment could you invest through a professional property developer get the benefits of property value going up without actually needing the capital to buy a house so there's if you think creatively and again like you've been dealt this hand let's make it work for us so let's think a bit outside the box and let's not follow in the same footsteps as the generation before because what worked for them certainly won't work for us
1: I don't know if this is true but I feel like young people are wondering why we aren't taught financial literacy as a topic in high school you know I know there's business management you can do no but that's not that's That's not not your finance that's that's not how to do
0: your tax return that's not superannuation
1: How has it felt for you learning and becoming more financially literate?
0: Really empowering. Like I just, I haven't been able to really own this until kind of this year. Like I was asked to talk at something earlier in the year and it really made me sit back and reflect on like, what do I know and what am I passionate about? And like, it's, Dispelling the jargon and making sure people realise it's actually accessible and we need to take ownership of it But it's been such an empowering process realising I have actually accumulated this knowledge I do feel confident to have conversations about it and the more I talk about it the more I learn
1: How did you become interested in money investing?
0: I went on this academy with an investment bank um, and I got exposed um, to the world of finance and the finance industry And I just realized that it's so much broader than sitting at a desk crunching numbers. It's actually how the world works. And once you started connecting the dots that all of what finance does is invest in companies that we buy from, interact with, shop with, stay at hotels, whatever, they're actually the backbone of like, it's sort of also interconnected with everyday life that once you started joining those dots, it became really interesting for me to figure out how the world works.
1: Yeah. How do you make that world less scary for people who are trying to maybe think about investing?
0: Well, I think it's just realizing that, so investing, right, is at its very fundamental is you're buying a little bit into a company. So you get shares in return. So you have a ownership of that company and in return for you giving them money to then go build another shopping center or build another mine or whatever that company does, they then give you some of their profits in return as a percentage of what you own of the company. Right. So that's as simple as that.
1: What do you think are the common pitfalls that you see from your friends and family and anyone that you mm. work with uh, when it comes to money?
0: Well, I think probably the attitude of just not thinking about it or looking at it. Yep. I also think um, beginning of the pay month, just going crazy because you're living like a king. You've got all this cash that oh, you yeah. just received. What I think probably isn't a smart money decision is utilizing all these pay later services. Lay by. Yeah, but it's flipping that on its head. You know, labor, you had to pay and then you got the good. Okay. Right. That's delayed Uh. gratification. You're actually affording that good. Whereas all these pay later services, they're flipping that, which is why we love it because we get the good right now, but we're still paying it off even when we're probably not even using it. Um, So, but it's a a bit of a trap because that is debt. It's like a credit card, but there's no, none of the due diligence or the education around what that is actually doing to you and your bank account. And, We're sort of forgetting the consequences because we're so happy we've got the dress now or the bag now or whatever you're buying. But um, I think that's a big trap, you know, like just if you're going to use it, like it can be useful. If you're going to use it, though, just absolutely be in control of that and don't let it get out of hand.
1: What are the hot tips you got when it comes to managing money?
0: Managing money? Well, I think um, that's such a broad question. I think um, what are your
1: top tips?
0: Money savers or things, ways to still do everything you want but on a better budget. Making smart decisions isn't necessarily, it's definitely not missing out on what you want to be doing. It's just about being smarter with it. So, looking out for deals, restaurants might be having a sale on, you might be able to get two for one on Tuesdays, um, you know, so it's just kind of like looking out for those sorts of things and I think it's also remembering that $5 here, like if you start thinking about that for everything... That really adds up. So, you know, make some meaningful and smart decisions that you actually want or an experience that you want. And, you know, if you want it, just make sure you're getting the best value for your money. You worked hard for it, so don't just give it away.
1: What's the biggest misconception or almost like what's the dumbest stuff you hear people say about money management?
0: Misconception? I think that it's super scary and only for people with money. Mm. Um. I mean, the stock markets is how people make their money. So people that started off didn't necessarily start off with cash. Um, so I think that's a really big misconception. Um, you can start like, I, you know, you, I think the minimum from like a trading account, like so Comsec or Nabtrade, like all these major banks have a trading platform and their minimum that they impose is 500 bucks. So $500 is as little as you need to get into a, into a company. And then, in terms of how much shares you're buying, that's just based on the price they're trading at that moment. But if they're going for a dollar each at the moment, $500 gets you 500 shares in that company. You know, like you don't need money to, I mean, you need $500, sure, but like you don't need thousands or, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to get started. So, one more thing that I just leave uh, to everyone listening and watching is just, The best way or the way that I started to accumulate my understanding of this finance jargon and world is filling my Instagram feed, my ears with podcasts, watching stuff on Netflix and whatnot, documentaries. There's a lot of information out there and you can consume it in a way that you enjoy to get you started.
1: So you can add the right accounts to actually be scrolling through your feed and instead of just seeing your friends or influencers, you can also see some tips and tricks. Sales coming up,
0: buy it now or, you know, do's and don'ts, or this is emotional spending versus not, you know, just stuff that kind of prompts you to think. You don't necessarily have to listen or read it or watch it right then and there, but it's just prompting and mm. it's in the back of your mind. And eventually it all start to add up and make sense. It's a lot less daunting that way.
1: Thank you so much for joining me, Maggie. Yeah, thank
0: you. It was really good fun to chat.
1: How Are You is brought to you
0: by Kids Helpline. Australia's only free, confidential, 24-7 online and phone
1: counselling service for young people. Now it is time for On The Line with our kids helpline expert, Josie. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, you heard some of those discussions about mm-hmm. finance. Uh, you've been taking calls from Australia's youth for over two years. Is money troubles something that comes up a lot?
2: Um, I suppose it's not something that young people are always readily identifying as a core problem in their life but when we start to unpack you know that a young person is experiencing a lot of stress a lot of overwhelming feelings that when we actually pull those pieces apart finances are often a part of that puzzle that all fits together contributing to that stress.
1: Sure um what were you thinking when you were hearing Maggie kind of talk about the ways that she tries to alleviate her stress by you know putting in a bit of time uh earlier to think about her future um making decisions planning ahead uh showing a bit of discipline some mm-hmm. boundaries they're all sort of things you know she's 23 years old but a lot of those things, I was kind of like, oh, I don't place that boundary on my own life.
2: Right, for sure. And I think for a 23-year-old, 23, 23 like what an amazing amount of insight and reflection and, and that ability to plan. I think um, even in hearing about other people's experiences in the world of finance, it seems like planning and boundaries – other things that sort of stick out as something that is you know something that can get you ahead or can get you to achieve those dreams but it's not always something that's attainable or immediately obvious in the moment so it was really great to hear Maggie's perspective on that for sure
1: is that something that you know you advise young people on in terms of like have you thought about maybe creating a budget um yeah what yeah. kind of what kind of advice do you sort of give young people when they have money issues
2: yeah so when it comes to kind of talking about money issues or finances in the counseling space um i'm not really in a position to be giving a whole lot of financial advice you don't have
1: the top tips on like what stocks to Unfortunately get involved not. in <laughs>
2: look i wish i did i'm gonna give maggie a call up maybe she could help me out too um but i guess what we're more so looking at is unpacking for a young person or for someone who's calling us up and talking about what does money mean to you? What's the impact it's having on your life? Is it bringing extra stress? Is it bringing, you know, some unnecessary expectations that you're placing on yourself? And let's unpack, are there practical things we can do? Budgeting, control, having some rules and boundaries for yourself. And is there also some practical things you can do to look after yourself and sort of alleviate some of that stress as well?
1: It um, yeah. could definitely be a cycle of self-hatred. Mm. It's just you blow your paycheck. Yeah. And then there you are in that week and you're eating, uh, maggie noodles yeah noodles me Mm goring and you're just that whole week you're just thinking like why did i spend all that money on the weekend or why did i spend it on this you know this piece of clothing uh so your advice to that is to just take your pressure off a little bit yeah there's no point once you've made that decision it's sort of like
2: yeah and it's not about not being responsible or answerable for what you're spending your money on but it's having insight into, well, why did I spend that money? And did it buy me something at the time? Did it buy me time with my friends? Did it buy me some time to not think about work for a bit? Um, And I think it's really important as well to be aware of sort of the social aspects of spending money.
1: Yeah. We talked a bit about pay later services. Is that something you hear coming up in calls?
2: It is. It's something that It's emerging, it's becoming more and more common for people to use those services and with that comes the complications from those services and um, I think Maggie was pretty realistic in in some of the negatives that can come with those services as well. There's short-term gain often but some long-term considerations as well. Um, We do get some concerns around that and I think young people in general are really aware of the language of debt. Like you think about a hex debt, so almost from the beginning of, you know, their adult Adulthood, lives, yeah. they're experiencing a debt mm. against their names. That yes, it has a long term benefit, but short term can be difficult to manage. But with um, those sorts of services, um, there can be a really interesting dynamic and a stress that can occur, or perhaps a sort of cycle that that can develop um, of spending and then and then a lot of stress associated with that as well.
1: Christmas can be a real time for some of those stresses mm-hmm. to come up right yeah either comparing what friends are getting uh to what you're getting or wanting to treat yourself yep. to something at that time of year mm-hmm. that's when you're likely to sort of go in and spend money you don't have
2: for sure and again that idea of you know sort of social expectation you know at christmas or different times throughout the year we might be wanting to show the people that we care about that we care about them and so wanting to buy them things and contribute and um, whilst that's a really great thing to want to be doing um, if it's something that ends up with you being in a worse position it can be pretty hard to navigate as well and I think you know with the accessibility we have nowadays to online banking and to being able to view your debt at any point um, it's sort of analysis paralysis and where you could jump on your phone immediately and see what your debt is see what your bank balance is but it's sort of this avoidance comes up as to not wanting to log in not wanting to have a look and that can be really stressful to have this sort of amount or this
1: figure hanging over your head as well well thank you for uh stepping in
2: Thank you. Give
1: us of your mind. No worries. <laughs> if you felt like you wanted to learn more about any of the topics that we've covered in today's episode, head to kidshelpline.com.au or for any time, any reason, contact them on one 800 55 You can also get them on web chat. <laughs> Tune in next time as we're going to be talking about one of the biggest issues affecting young people in Australia today. We're talking about loneliness. you do want to hear about all the other podcasts that pedestrian is doing They have the pedestrian podcast network you can get it you've got to subscribe to it on itunes youtube and spotify or where all other podcasts all the good ones are found